This episode is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Are you into prop betting or daily fantasy sports? Maybe both? I have some great news for you. Breakdownsports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines daily fantasy sports with player props called Thrive Fantasy. It's really fun and the first of its kind. The way it works is you enter contests using your own lineup made of prop bets, and the more prop bets you guess correctly, the more points you get, which means the greater chance you have at winning money. If you deposit $10 now using our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, or use the link found in our description, Rye Fantasy will match your deposit with free $10 credit. Use our link or code and try it out now. All right, another episode of the N10 Puck Talk podcast. This is actually episode number five. It's being recorded on March 23rd. And uh, Flager, what does this mean? Just another week closer to the playoffs. <laughs> exactly two weeks from today is the last day of uh, games going on in the league. So I'm excited. NHL yeah. playoffs are it's one of my favorite times of the year. It should be everyone's favorite time of the year. And we're going to be cracking down on the NHL standings. If uh, We don't have time to talk about stuff, but we we obviously do. So we're going to get into some hockey news yeah, right now. Let's go right into it, yeah. So uh, some weird hockey news came out actually this week. And we're going to start off by saying Tobias Reeder and his CEO of the Edmonton Oilers, Bob Nicholson, had a feud at a ticket-holding event. It was actually a breakfast ticket-hold event for, obviously, ticket holders for the Edmonton Oilers. And Tobias Reeder actually wasn't present, but the CEO of um, Edmonton had a lot to say about his player, who currently has zero goals and 11 assists on the season. Bob Nicholson said... Tobias Reeder will not be signed by the Edmonton Oilers at the end of the year. Tobias Reeder was a player that other teams wanted. He came here for one year because he wanted to play with Leon Dreisaitl, who plays with him on the German national team. He thought if he was playing with Leon, he'd be playing with Connor. He's, he'd score 15 to 16 goals, and instead of making $2 million, he'd be signed a four-year deal at, three, at, at the end of the season at three years and a half a million. So... Bob Nicholson just throwing shots at his own player. And he's also throwing shots, I think, at his former GM, Peter Shirelli, because Peter Shirelli signed Reader to this contract. And this is not good news for Edmonton at all. Uh, what are your thoughts, Andrew, on this? Yeah, this definitely isn't good news for the Oilers. I don't even know why the Oilers went out and acquired him. I know that um, Drysaddle obviously plays with him on the national team, but looking at his stats from when he played back with the Arizona Coyotes and the LA Kings last year. He put up six points in 20 games with the Kings and 19 points in 58 games with the Coyotes last year. I, I don't even know, like, I don't think he was a good acquisition in the first place. Um, even if Bob Nicholson is thinking that he's not going to, or the Oilers aren't going to bring back Tobias Ryder next season, I don't think he should make that public and make comments on it. And I also, I don't like his comments saying, that if Ryder had 10 to 12 goals this year, that Edmonton would be in a playoff spot because hockey's a team game. It's not just, you can't just put blame on one player. Yes. It's definitely not Tobias Ryder's fault that the Edmonton Oilers are not in the playoffs. Um, I don't like that comment. I think Bob Nicholson should just keep his, his thoughts to himself, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't say that at a, at a ticking, ticket holding event. I know you want to please the fans that are ticket holders, but you don't say that to. You don't say that to your fans, and you don't say that about a player behind his back. So, uh, bad on Bob Nicholson, and hopefully Tobias Reeder can 
accept his apology. And I know he has, but I don't think he really has. But And, yeah, we're not going to probably see him in the Edmonton Oilers uniform next year. So, <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Moving on to uh, other management problems. Owner Eugene Melnick is back in the hockey news. And he actually made a few comments on Sens Radio in Ottawa. He talked about the arena situation that's going on. He, t- he actually fired shots at the Leafs management staff. And he's been talking a lot of nonsense. And he, that's what he usually talks. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? We're going to get into it like in a few minutes. But like, what are your thoughts on just Eugene Melnick? As a- on him? Yeah. I don't want to comment on him. Um, but I want to comment on the Sens organization and how they're such a mess right now. Last summer, there was obviously beef between um, some of the players in that locker room. On Twitter, I saw. Uh, also, remember that Uber video that came out? It was yeah. leaked. Uh, it was uh, there's four. I don't remember exactly who was in the car. Um, there's four Ottawa Senators players in the car, and they were basically ripping on their their coach and management, even some of the players, I believe. Um, yeah, they're just not in a good spot right now. I wouldn't if I were. On the Sens right now, I'm, I'm looking to get out of there ASAP. I, I would not want to be playing for that organization right now. Yeah, some of the big players aren't even there as they're traded at the deadline. Zingle, Duchesne. So, but going into his comments, he commented on the arena situation and he talked about the mayor of Ottawa, Jim Watson, saying that how it's all his fault. He's very arrogant about the situation. Uh, obviously, there's no surprise Ottawa wants to move their arena to a better location instead of in Canada, not even. Yeah, have you ever have you ever actually been there? I'm actually going to be there next week, so. Oh really? Yeah, so we might not have an episode next week, but I, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try really hard to make an episode. This is breaking news for me too. <laughs> <laughs> so we should add um, this to hockey news too. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, their arena is kind of in the middle of nowhere. I was there for a hockey tournament years ago, um, like probably like five or six years ago, something like that. And I remember driving into Ottawa and you just see their arena. Like it's in the middle of like a farm, like an agricultural area. Like it's all farms everywhere, kind of. There's a couple hotels in, in the area. It's all just like flat land and trees and nature. And then you just see the Canadian Tire Center. Or it's not the Canadian Tire Center anymore. It's uh, No, it still is. Is it? Yeah. I thought they changed their name. No. Anyways, yeah, you just see their arena just standing there. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I don't know why they wouldn't put it downtown Ottawa. Well, that, that's what they're trying to do. And Eugene Malik's being a complete joke about it and saying how it's the mayor's fault in the city of Ottawa. And I, I don't know. It's just a mess right now in Ottawa. And Eugene Malik's part of the problem. So I don't know. I just don't know why they wouldn't put the arena downtown to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it makes zero sense. It's just, it. yeah. I, I'll, I'll see it for myself next week. Yeah. <laughs> And we're going to go into comments that you made about the Leafs. So the Leafs are actually in the top of the league in the standings and Ottawa's in the bottom of the standings. So I don't know how he's firing shots at the Leafs, but he also said how the Leafs forgot about drafting defensemen, said they're stuck to bring anyone else in for help. I mean, you could say whatever you want about that. I mean, he's not totally wrong about that, but they they obviously need help on defensive core, but they got young prospects coming up. They're not going to be good right away, but they're going to be good in the future. But I, I just want to know your thoughts about that as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think this has something to do with, like, the Sens and Leafs rivalry or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That rivalry hasn't even been heated the last couple of years, it seems like. And 
Maybe he's trying to bring that back or something. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. Making comments like that. Yeah. I don't know this guy. He just because I I don't know. I think he's just frustrated to begin with with Sens fans. And he actually made a comment about Sens fans. I'm gonna read it to you right now. For fans that are real fans, we're doing the best we can. All we can do is keep doing what we've been doing. We've had a great record for the past 15 to 16 years. He's talking about Sens fans and saying how the real fans will stick with them till the end of the rebuild, which he's saying will be in like 2021, 2022. So uh, I don't know. This, I can't to- see them rebuilding yeah. that fast. I don't think. If they're not, if they're in a mess like this, no. <laughs> yeah, and no one's gonna want to play there the I way know. that their management looks. It's a joke. And it's starting with him, and I don't know how you can get rid of a guy like that because he is the owner. And we've seen last year the Eugene Melnick, hashtag Eugene Melnick out already. And like this year is just even more of a joke because they got rid of their best players this year. So, And it sucks that he can't even get fired because he's the owner of the team. I know. I don't know who could fire him if there was someone. He could sell the team, I'm sure, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, he's got if I were him, I would be looking to sell the team right now. <laughs> he was last year. Or two years. Was it two years? Two years ago he was looking to sell the team. You should definitely sell them. Yeah, that, that and if happen. I'm if I'm part of that management, I'm I'm trying to get him out of there somehow. It's, it's not even like you're trying to get out of there. You're just like, man, like, what's this guy doing for organization? Like Pierre Dorian, the GM, is probably like, man, like we want to keep these guys, we want to keep fans happy, but like you're not doing a good job of marketing the organization, and you're not doing a good job of keeping your players because. They haven't signed a guy to a huge contract yet. And they've let guys who signed are going to sign huge contracts in the future with other teams now. Saw that with Mark Stone, $9.5 million. And you're going to see that with Eric Carlson next year. So, sends are a joke. Yeah. yeah. Thermos. Yeah. Moving on. So, now we're going to go to other money talk. Jimmy Howard, one-year extension with the Red Wings worth $4.1 million per he was rumored to be dealt at the deadline. Andrew, what are your thoughts? I think that uh, his contracts, if I'm Jimmy Howard, I'm happy with that contract. $4.1 million. Uh, he hasn't really been the greatest goaltender. I mean, the Detroit Red Wings haven't been the greatest team the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, if I'm Jimmy Howard, I'm I'm happy with that contract. I think the Red Wings love Jimmy Howard as well. He's been there forever, yeah. it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good move, I guess. Or so for Jimmy Howard, I think I'm. I'd be uh, loving that money. I don't know if the Red Wings are going to trade him at the deadline next year, but we'll see what happens. Uh, another signing, we got to mention this because we're Leaf fans, but Nick Vadan signs a two-year extension with the Maple Leafs worth seven hundred seven hundred thousand seventy-five k. So, I mean, that's a good depth move for the Leafs, especially because they got Mitch Marner to sign in the offseason. So I think that's a good contract for a guy who's just going to add skill and stuff to the fourth line. So Yeah, I'm a fan of that move, actually. I think that's a steal for two years, too. Mm-hmm. I think Patan, he's going to – next year, I think he might see a little bit of playing time uh, in the NHL. But I think down the road, he'll be, he'll be a good player, I think. Hopefully. So I like that sign. And as just as we were making notes for the podcast this morning, Zdeno Chara signs a one-year extension with the Bruins worth around $2.1 million per. So they bring back the 42-year-old on a one-year deal. And they've done this, I think, twice or once now. I yeah, they've, do, they've done it before. 
I remember. They did it last year, I remember. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah, he's not making a lot of money with that deal, but I'm okay with that. I think Charo just loves the game. I think he loves being in Boston, and Bruins fans love him as well, and I think think that's a good signing. Good vet in the room. Uh, Yeah, he's a good guy to have around, I think. Yeah, I think the Bruins, they need, like, not need a guy like Chara, but, like, obviously Chara's intimidating in the playoffs, intimidating during the season. The and points, he's got that experience as well. The points aren't there, and the speed isn't there, quite there anymore. But obviously, Daniel Chara's a scary player, as I mentioned before. But uh, I actually tweeted this morning at the Boston Bruins, <laughs> and uh, I got a bit roasted on Twitter. So I said that another year Z means another year of Patrice Bergeron not being the captain of the Boston Bruins. And a lot of Bruins fans didn't like what I said, and they said that only the media and fans who don't know hockey only say those comments. So got roasted on that one. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I thought. <laughs> Man, I regret tweeting it because, like, I, I never I never usually tweet about hockey, but when I tweet about hockey, I just, I just keep regretting my decisions, and I'm not going to do it again, so. I mean, I think it just looks looks funny that you're tweeting about the Bruins and you're a Leafs fan as well, right? So I know. I, w- I went in there to. That's the why I think that's why Bruins fans are ripping on you. Yeah, well, I, I don't hate the Bruins. Just I just feel like Zdeno Chara, you know, his time has come, and Patrice Bergeron's been the assistant captain for multiple years in Boston, and he's very deserving of the captaincy. I agree with soon. that. I agree with that statement as well. That's all I was trying to say. I didn't say Charles was a bad player, bad signing. I'm just saying Bergeron deserves to be the captain one day. And I don't know when that day is going to be because he's 34 years old and he's not getting any younger. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying, but obviously not many people think well. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think, I think Charles is going to retire pretty soon. He better retire after this contract. I, mean, I, think, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that's why they signed him to another year. Hopefully. Um, other news? This is actually record news, so uh, I don't know if you want to read this player, but you can if you want. Yeah, so Alex Steen recorded his 600th point on Thursday night. Uh, He and his dad, Thomas Steen, now joined an exclusive um, club of NHL father-son duos, becoming the fourth duo to do so in league history. Yeah, that's uh, that's great company to be in, especially with Wayne Gretzky and his brother being the leading point duo in the NHL history and obviously Wayne Gretzky has more <laughs> way more points than his brother a ton yeah what's his brother's name again I don't remember Brett really don't. uh it sounds right but I'm I can't I don't actually know yeah I, I mean that's not even his, his that's his that's his um brother that's not even his dad and this is pretty exciting too because there's the hows we gotta we gotta remember and the Stasny's so it's a huge milestone for Alex Steen and his father. Yeah, share. there's some some great company there, that's for sure. Alex Steen's been in St. Louis since 2008, I believe. He was a former Toronto Maple Leaf. I remember those days. Yeah. I actually met Alex Steen. I don't know if you knew that, Thomas. Uh, you did? Yeah, I remember um, my family's family friends with the Stagens, and mm-hmm. uh, I ended up getting the opportunity to go into the Leafs dressing room. When I was a kid, I was probably about seven or eight years old. Um, and Alex Steen and Matt Stajan were good buddies at the time in Toronto. And 
Um, yeah, so I, I got to meet Alex Steen in the Leafs dressing room. That's pretty I cool. also met Kyle Wellwood as well, I think. Kyle it was Wellwood. a long time ago. I barely remember it, but it was one of the best days of my life. Pretty, pretty special. Yeah, when you get to meet heroes and close friends, it's pretty special. Yeah. And Alex Steen is in good company now with his dad, so uh, congratulations to both of them. Yeah, that's big news for him. I'm happy for his team. All right, on to the next subject. Who's hot in the National Hockey League? So this is where we talk about the teams and players who are currently hot in the NHL. And starting with first team, the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are on a four-game winning streak. They're 9-1-0 in their last 10 games. That's unbelievable. They're outscoring their opponents 18-6 in the last three games and 20-7 in their last four. They shut out the Jets 5-0 on, I think, Thursday night. And then a 7-3 win in San Jose. And then a 6-3 win versus the Oilers. And I think, I want to say Malcolm Subban has played two of those games because I know he recorded his first shutout against the Jets when they won 5-0 because Fleury's down with an injury. Yeah, you're right about that, yeah. And um, now they now they really separated the gap in the Pacific Division standings between themselves. They have 89 points, and the Arizona Coyotes have currently have 78. So that's definitely a gap I don't think the Arizona Coyotes yeah. are catching anytime soon. No, I think Vegas is definitely going to clinch a playoff spot within the next week, I think. Um, yeah, I think they're not even going to have to worry about making a wildcard spot because they're already in the top three in their division. So that's good, on, be, good on them. It's going to be a tough game because you're going to have to – they're going to be versing either San Jose, who's not doing well, or the Calgary Flames, who are doing very well. And that's not a, an ideal opponent for the Vegas Golden Knights to play. But they have a very, very strong team, and they look good going to the playoffs. So Yeah, they're looking strong right now, that's for sure. Colorado Avalanche are another team that's very hot. It looks like they've kind of risen from the bottom of the Central Division. Uh, I think they're about fifth place right now in their division. They're on a three-game win streak. They're outscoring opponents 9-2 in their last three games. Uh, they beat Dallas in Dallas 3-1. 3-1 in Minnesota. And they shut out the Devils in, or sorry, at home against New Jersey. They're not really destroying teams, but they're finding ways to win, and that's definitely keeping their playoff hopes alive. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It's definitely keeping their playoff hopes alive. Another team that's been hot in the NHL, and they have – Always, it seems like we could put them on our list every, every single yeah. week. We don't, but there wasn't any other team that was as hot as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, they're nine and one in their last ten. Seven game, they're on a seven game win streak right now, which is amazing. They're outscoring teams thirty five to nineteen in those seven games, and four of those seven games were were, were uh, on the road. So that was, yeah, that was a uh, pretty impressive. Uh, their last four games, they won 6-3 in Carolina. They won 5-4 in Washington, 4-1 against Arizona, and 6-3 against Washington. So two big two big wins against those Capitals, eh? Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, they also clinched uh, the President's Trophy at 120 points uh, in the league. Um, the Boston Bruins and the Calgary Flames are tied in second in the league with 99 points. That's a pretty big gap between yeah, Tampa Bay gap. Lightning and the second two teams tied for second in the league in points. By the way, shout out to – I'm pretty sure it was Rob Bowen that I mentioned in our group chat today. 
Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are playing St. Louis tonight, and their odds were looking very, very juicy. Their money line odds were uh, even this morning. I think it might have dropped to minus 110. So if you're looking to uh, make some money gambling, this could be could be a good play tonight, I think. Yeah, hopefully. But if, if you miss that, those even odds, that, that kind of sucks. Minus 110 is not bad either for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they're going to keep that win streak going, so go slam that bet. Are you looking to sign up with the online sports book for the first time or just looking to place bets through an online sports book? The Breakdown has you covered. Check out mybookie.ag and use our code BRKDWN. Again, BRKDWN. And you will get a 50% off bonus on your deposit up to $100. That means if you deposit $100 using our code, you get $50 free. Again, use our code BRKDWN on my bookie now. It's definitely going to be a tough game tonight, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, And a few other players are going to be mentioned in our next list, hot players in the NHL. So the first one we have here is Riley Smith of the Vegas Golden Knights, who, whose team is part of the hot list. He has three goals and five assists the past week, and he recorded four points in a 7-3 win versus San Jose Sharks. So it looks like Riley Smith has found his game back with the Vegas Golden Knights. And he, I don't know what line he's playing on, but he's definitely gelling with the teammates he has on his line. And the whole Vegas Golden Knights team is going, especially with the injury of Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't think it's a big injury for them, but Malcolm Subban is definitely holding his own. So, Yeah, we we uh, were just talking about Vegas Golden Knights, and they're looking very strong going into the playoffs. I think, I think they can make a nice little cup run maybe again. I hope so. I, w- I would like to see them back in the Stanley cool. Cup Finals, I think. That would be kind of nice. We also have two Tampa Bay players on our list this week. Victor Hedman has two goals and five assists in the last four games. Two of those points were on the power play, and two he also scored two game-winning goals as well. Um, Hedman has 52 points in 67 games this season, and he's also plus 22 for the Lightning, which is a huge stat. He's also the first on the team with two overtime goals this year. As a pretty impressive for yeah. yeah, as a defenseman, that's pretty impressive. And he missed some time with injury as well this season, and he looks to be in his Norris form. So go yeah, you know him. what? He could be in that Norris Trophy talk. I think. You know what? I Plus don't know. twenty. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. It's gonna be like a tough. If he didn't miss the games he's missed, he'd definitely be right there. But I don't know. Morgan Riley. Mark Giordano, Brett Burns are definitely ahead of him. I'm not saying he's going to win it. I'm just no, saying that he's yeah. kind of, he could kind of be in that talk. He's definitely not far off. Like the points he's putting up, the play he's doing, like he's plus 22. And he plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning, of course. Anyways. And another Tampa Bay Lightning player, Steven Stamkos, what are the odds? Three goals and four assists recorded in the past week. He's recorded the most power play points in the last week. Two power play goals and three power play assists. That is unbelievable for fantasy owners if they own him in fantasy. Because that's just... That's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. Like, he could have won your fantasy matchup this week just from having Steven Stamkos in your lineup. Yeah, and he's also 31 for 22 in the faceoff circle. And he usually... It's usually... um. Braden Point doing all the face-offs on the power play as well. So, Stamkos is definitely winning a lot of face-offs as well. 
And he needs two points tonight versus the St. Louis Blues to record 90 on the season. So we'll be looking out for that one. Still well. not as many as Kucherov. No, Kucherov is just blowing up. Tearing it up, I know. And I think Kucherov has more points than Tampa Bay Lightning right now. Oh, yeah, we said that last week, remember? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has more points right now. I haven't actually checked. I will check right now. Nikita Kucherov has 120 points, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have 120 points, so they're tied right now. They're tied right now. <laughs> I think Kucherov is going to beat the Lightning. Though. We both did say Kucherov is going to beat the Lightning. So. Yeah, I still think that's going to happen. That would be very impressive if it did. That's so unreal. Like, how can you fall? More points than every single team in the NHL. <laughs> As a player. That's, that's, yeah, that's impressive. doesn't happen too often. I know we're going off a bit top of, like, off the topic a bit, but Nikita Kucherov, man, like, he looks so determined to win the cup this year for the Lightning. Like, I know all the Lightning players do, and we talk about the Lightning every week, but Nikita Kucherov just looks a, like a beast out there. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for the Lightning this year. It's their time, I think. They're yeah, due to win to a be. cup. They have to win a cup. I Like, you always mention this. Every episode, I think you've mentioned it. This is probably one of the last years where, where they'll have a team this good together. I know they're going to be losing a lot of guys in the offseason or potentially losing yeah. a, a lot of guys in the offseason because mm-hmm. of free agency, stuff like that. But I would love to see Lightning go far this year. I, w- I want to see them win the cup, actually. I would love that. That'd be pretty nice, especially for a lot of players who are determined to get that Stanley Cup under their belts. Uh, some teams that are not doing so good for that cup run, San Jose Sharks are they're just surprising right now. Martin Jones isn't playing as good as he was. I don't think he's been good as, at all this year. His save percentage is poor, but his win percentage is very good. Uh, San Jose is on a five-game losing streak. They've been outscored 23-12 to 12 in those five games. In those five games, 4-2 loss to Florida, 4-2 loss to Nashville, 7-3 loss versus Vegas, 4-2 loss versus the Los Angeles Kings, mm-hmm. who are nowhere close in the playoff contention. Oh, and then they lost 4-3 to the Ducks, who are nowhere close in the playoff contention. So, scary time for San Jose Shark- Sharks. This yeah. cold streak is ruining their chances at winning the Pacific Division. Like, bad. Yeah, I think a week ago they were just tied in first for the division with the Calgary Flames at like 90 points or something like that. Yep. Now they're four points behind – or no, sorry, they were tied at 95 points uh, in for first in the, the division. But now Calgary has four points up on them. So that sucks for San Jose, who was looking to win that division. I don't think they'll do it, though. They're not looking too good. Yeah, they're not looking in form, as, as people would say in soccer, so. Hopefully, I remember last week we talked about um, teams that we would like to see win the Cup. Uh, and San Jose was my team that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I would still love to see them make a nice Cup run. Um, so hopefully they could turn things around in the playoffs at least. Yeah, I think they will. They're always doing the playoffs, but Martin Jones just has to be better. And Pavelski's day-to-day, I, know, I think he missed the last game with an injury, but... That's still not an excuse for a good San Jose roster. So. No, especially with the depth that they have, too. I know. Yeah, we mentioned that last week as well. No excuses. Columbus Blue Jackets are also a team that's cold in the NHL right now. They're on a three-game lose, losing streak. All those games were on the road, however. They lost 2-1 to one in overtime in Boston, 4-2 to two in Calgary, and 4-1 to one in Edmonton. So, 
that, that was a tough little stretch that they had there. I know that Corpusalo was in net for the Boston Edmonton game. And I don't really know why Bobrovsky wasn't starting in at least one of those games. I think Bobrovsky should have took or should have started in two out of three games on that little road trip. He was coming off of a three and one run going into the road trip. And he also uh, got a shutout in his last game leading up to the road trip. So he's he's hot. he was hot going into this road trip. I don't know why the hell Columbus was starting Corpusalo over Bobrovsky uh, in the majority of these games, but that's my opinion. I think that uh, coaching kind of kind of ruined it for them. I think that, I I think Bobrovsky has an illness, but. Even so, the management has not been on his side all year. Yeah, th- there's yeah. been some beef there. I know that. Uh, there was also talk about trading him too, wasn't there? Yep. There's a lot and of then Columbus there. ended up going all in and acquired so many players at the, dead- at the deadline. Uh, yeah, so the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to be finish up- finishing up their road trip tonight in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I guess they were on their little western – Canadian yeah. road trip, played in Calgary, Edmonton, and tonight in Vancouver. And like the last point you put there, like this sucks because they made all the deadline trades and yeah, they now they're they're gonna it. miss playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I don't, kind I of don't, sucks. In an article I wrote, it's coming. It should be out soon. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I picked them to be in the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna miss it, but they definitely have to play better in order to not miss it because Montreal's right up there. You know, Keister. Yeah, you know what that that whole um, that whole wild card race in the Eastern Conference is it's pretty interesting. Like uh, the Canadians, yeah, you just said that the Canadians are right behind them. I know that um, Philadelphia is also kind of in the talks. There, they're four points behind Columbus. Uh, yeah, it it looks like Columbus could miss the playoffs. You're right, Thomas. Who knows? Hopefully not, but that would be so bad for the Columbus Blue Jackets. That sucks, I know. And they're going to be losing a lot of those players, too. Uh, I know. It's a free agency. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure Bobrovsky's a free agent. Panarin. Uh, Panarin, yeah. Duchesne. That's two, that's two of their best players right there. Duchesne, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Ryan Zingles in RFA. That was why Ottawa traded him. Oh, God, good luck, Columbus. Please make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I think the playoffs would be a whole lot better with Columbus in it because they have great players. and I feel, potentially... like, I feel like Columbus would be one of those cities where their fans just go insane in the playoffs. Like, you know Nashville, how yeah, they, yeah. They're, when uh, playoffs come around, they call oh, themselves yeah. Smashville or whatever, and they go absolutely insane. I think Columbus could be one of those crazy hockey cities when it comes to playoff time. They that would be nice. Could. Nice to see. And also, the Columbus Blue Jackets are in on the last wild card spot, and I I personally think they're the best team in the wild card race to upset the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs because they have the goalie, they have the goal scorer, they have the defense to do it, and they just ha- and they have the coaching against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who John Tortorella was a coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know he didn't coach any of the players he coached before in Tampa Bay, but. I mean, I think Columbus has the best opportunity to upset the Tampa Bay Lightning if there was a team to upset them. I don't know if you agree, but yeah, like I don't disagree, but I, I don't, I just think Tampa Bay is gonna breeze it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like I don't think they're gonna have an issue. I, I, I could see Columbus making the wild card, 
I think Carolina is going to drop out of that first wild card spot. And the Canadian, I think um, Columbus and the Montreal Canadiens are going to be the two teams that make the wild card. Wow, bold prediction for the flakes. Yeah, that's that's my bold prediction. I guess you could say. I just don't see Carolina making the playoffs. I don't know. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. But I think Montreal and Columbus are better. We shall see as we're in the stretch drive. So, yeah. stay tuned for that. Uh, another cold team. I don't know if you want to mention this, but you can mention it if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention it. The New York Rangers. They're on a five-game losing streak, and they're about to get officially eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, they had a long road trip. They uh, they lost three to two in Edmonton. They lost four to one in Vancouver. Lost five to one in Calgary. Lost five to two in Minnesota. And then they finally came home, and they lost to the Detroit Red Wings, three to two, who are one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. So the Rangers are going through a tough time. I can imagine that it sucks being in that dressing room. Uh, yeah, feel oh. bad for Henrik Lundqvist because he is coming to the end of his career. He's old, getting older. I remember seeing an interview i think i even mentioned this last week i saw an interview on spit and chicklets yeah mm-hmm. and uh henrik lundquist kind of mentioned that he's probably looking to play like one or two more years and then he'll probably retire so doesn't look like the rangers are going to be making the playoffs this year or anytime soon and the way that we, their team's looking we we also mentioned that lundquist was sitting on 449 wins and oh yeah! To to <laughs> oh my! I completely forgot about that, and he did not get that this week. When we almost, nope. we kind of guaranteed it, didn't we? Yeah, and uh, th- <laughs> this sets up for a good matchup tonight. Because what are the odds the Leafs play are the, playing? The yeah, yes, I completely forgot about that. You know what? This is the one game that I don't care if the Leafs lose. I want to see Eric Lundqvist get that milestone. He's obviously going to get that milestone because it's... Oh, he'll hit it. He'll hit it eventually. I don't know if he'll... Yeah. I don't don't know if he'll hit it tonight. (laughs) (laughs) The Rangers have been looking, but... Yeah, you know what? I'm a big Leafs fan, but... I'm voting for the Rangers tonight. Can't lie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Call me a fake fan. I don't give a shit. I want to see Lundqvist get this milestone. He should have got it already. Man. I know. I completely, already. I completely forgot about that. What are you saying about the teams? Yeah, like, look, Edmonton, I mean, okay, the game in Vancouver, they just lost the game because they were on a – I was watching the game. They were on a 5-on-3 and just couldn't score, and they have so much skill on the power play. Yeah. And they lost the game 5-1, and the game was 1-1 at the time. So I don't know what the Rangers were doing. Uh, yeah, they just – they're obviously rebuilding. I don't blame them, but yeah, Lundqvist has got to hit that win eventually. They're going to go through a bit of a rebuild. Yeah, I want to see Lundqvist at that milestone. That'll probably be news next week. Hopefully. No, unless God. the Rangers continue their losing streak, but we'll see. Anyways, you want to go into Battle of the Buds now, Thomas? Yeah, let's go. All right, Battle of the Buds is when Thomas and I go head-to-head. We pick three games each each week, um, and we keep our record. Um throughout the whole NHL season and the loser of this segment at the end of the regular season will have to pay the winner's entry in next year's fantasy hockey pool. Yep. So I'm currently 10 and two after this week, I went three and zero, and Thomas also went three and zero. he's nine and three. I have one game up on him. So it's still pretty close. Yep. 
Thomas, you want to mention your games this week? I'll men- we'll go by one by one. So I'll mention my first game. Uh, I know we mentioned the San Jose Sharks as a cold team, but I feel like they have to get off the schneid once and wa- like once and eventually. And they're versing the Red Wings at home, so hopefully they can get the dub there. I'm taking the Sharks over the Red Wings. I like that pick. I'm also going to be taking another Monday night game. I'm going to be taking Pittsburgh against the Rangers. Uh, I think the Rangers are obviously they're on a losing streak. I can't see the Rangers beating Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been pretty good. They've uh, put together a nice little playoff run. Yep. So it looks like they're going to be making playoffs, and I think they're going to. I think Pittsburgh's going to take that game. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're rooting for Lundqvist so much, and now you're just taking against Lundqvist. So. Yeah, but I don't think I can't see the Rangers and Lundqvist beating Pittsburgh. Well, hopefully they do. You know what? Hopefully they do. I, yeah, okay. And then <laughs> I actually, do. I want to see if hit that milestone. <laughs> speak, speaking of Henrik Lundqvist, I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking Wednesday night's game, Boston over the Rangers, and I don't want hit Lundqvist to hit that 450 win mark because I'm taking the Boston Bruins. I'm going to be taking a Tuesday night game. The Montreal Canadiens are playing at home against the Florida Panthers. I think Montreal is going to put together a nice little stretch here, and I think they're going to secure a wild card spot. So that's why I'm going with the Habs over the Panthers. Yeah, they're definitely playing uh, desperate hockey. And then on Thursday night, I'm taking the team you mentioned that is uh, hopefully losing for you, taking the Florida Panthers over the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa. And Friday night, Minnesota Wild are going to be going to Vegas, and they're going to be partying hard, and they're going to lose to the Vegas Golden Knights. So, <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I, I was going to take that game too, but... Yeah, you were scared to take that game, weren't you? Because, well, I don't know, like Vegas, they're on a very hot stretch, and, you know... You th- yeah, you think it's going to end. I get that. Yeah. But, but I think that stretch is going to end earlier on in the week, and I think that they'll come out with a victory on that Friday night, so... Hopefully not, but uh... I think I've. Oh no, I went two and one last week, right? Or two weeks ago. I was gonna say I think I went. I think I went. I was gonna say I thought I went three and oh two weeks in a row now, but I'm pretty sure I went two and one two weeks ago. Yeah, I I don't remember to be honest, but uh... yeah, it's still close though. I'm ten and two, which I already mentioned, and Thomas is nine and three, so it's close, and it's almost crunch time too. We're going to have two weeks left to pick games. So, mm-hmm. Thomas, you got to step it up here. You can't afford any more losses. Yeah, and like you said, two weeks till the end of the regular season, which means playoffs is around the corner, and we're taking a look at the teams that have clinched the playoffs. So Flames have clinched the playoffs, San Jose Sharks have clinched the playoffs, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have clinched the President's Trophy. Yeah, which means they clinched the playoffs as well. So Yeah. Yeah, and some teams that are officially eliminated from the playoffs are the Detroit Red Wings, the Ottawa Senators, New Jersey Devils, and the LA Kings. And soon to be, unfortunately, the New York Rangers, probably. I'm pretty sure if they lose one more game, they're officially eliminated. So I don't I don't think they're going to win their way out from here. But no, no, we'll see. I don't think so either. Anything can happen. You never know. Uh, any last words you have? I know you want to talk about the March Madness and your hot streak that you have, so. Uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that I have been freaking tearing it up in March Madness this week. Um, I placed almost 20 bets just on March Madness games. I went 15-4, and four, 
and majority of these games were plus money underdogs, so I was pretty psyched about it. I know that we don't talk about basketball on this podcast at all, but I wanted to mention that I hit Liberty at plus 230 odds, UCI at plus 170 odds, Iowa at plus 165 odds, and plus 145 odds because the line, um, the odds increased for Iowa to win that game, so I ended up slamming another bet on it. Uh, I also slammed Murray State at plus 145 odds and the Florida Gators at plus 120 odds. And the only game that um, – the only underdog game that I got wrong was Satan Hall at plus 145, 145 who got shit on yeah, uh, by Wofford. But that's okay because I made bank this week off of gambling. So Yeah, we're not going to ask you how much you made because that's confidential. But No, I won't. I won't release that. <laughs> but uh, I was up about 3.8 units. So I've been doing well. And I know that Jordan, our um, – CEO of our website, our founder, has also been tearing it up in March Madness. And if you want to check out, um, like our best bets, our best March Madness bets, and NHL bets as well, uh, we give out free best bets on usually a day-to-day basis. So check out our Twitter uh, at the Breakdown Sports for our best bets. Yeah, and speaking of the topic of our CEO, or jo- Jordan, I uh, just want to give a shout-out to him. He's working his butt off all week, so shout-out to Jordan. Yeah, I think uh, we shout we him out almost every other episode, man, it we seems like. But, yeah, he works his butt off. Uh, for those of you that don't know and that actually listen to our podcast and made it this far, <laughs> um, Jordan is a student, part-time student. He owes uh, his classes a couple times a week. Uh, he works full-time and – on the side, he also runs our website. So he's every waking hour of the day, he's basically putting in work. So yeah, shout out to him. Yeah. And, Anyways, uh, keep out, keep an eye out on our website for uh, great sports related content. Thomas and I release, well, actually, I guess Thomas has been writing them the last couple of weeks, but we release our NHL fantasy hockey recap every Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also been releasing playoff previews mlb season is just around the corner um starting on wednesday or thursday this week so we're releasing a lot of mlb content Mm -hmm. so check out our website thebreakdownsports.com yeah and that's uh that's all we have for this episode so stay tuned for episode six if it's going to be recorded this weekend or not we're going to decide that and we'll probably tweet it out so stay tuned today's march 23rd Episode 5 of the N10 Puck Talk Podcast. I'm with Andrew Blager. I'm Thomas Vesio, and we'll see you guys next week.